is it, did I read correctly? You're actually 31 years old. I am 31 years old in the ne for the next nine days. Yes. You're turning 32. Next week, yeah. But still, you've shot a, like just an incredible amount for somebody that age. Uh, I don't know. I suffer because I think I could do better. <laughs> I think yeah. that's always, you know, that's always like the 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 case with right with. You, you, with human beings, we always think we can do better. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I, I always say there's two types of artists: the ones who uh, who love what they do, and the ones who hate what they do, or look back and like they yeah. look back and cringe, and the ones who look back and, and go, "Oh, this is." And I, I've met great ones who are both, and I've met oh. jerks who are. But I tend to, I tend to think more on the side of the looking back and going, "Oh, that was so bad." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, you know. You know, I, although although there are wonderful, you know, artists of all kinds that look back and love what they do, but you know, mm. I always I always find that. Are you always looking back at your work and going, "Oh, I could have done that so much better"? I don't know. It's a it's a funny thing. I think it's both. You know, like I can't watch my movies. Like for you can't, the, you can't no, I can't watch them. Like for two years after I've done them, I can't watch them. I know it's right? too fresh, right? It's too fresh. It's like can you make it through grading? Yeah, 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 I mean, I, you know, I, I normally do the grading. I have, I sometimes I haven't been able to for A or B reasons, you know. But then um, I do it. But I, I just <clears throat> don't like them when I, you know, when they come out or something. But um, I enjoy shooting them, or you know. But you know, it's like when I watch them, I say, like, oh fuck, I did this mistake and this mistake and this mistake, and it's <laughs> it's it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, you know. What's the name of the cinematographer who shot? Um, the machinist. Oh, Chavi Jimenez. Yes. Yes. Spanish. Now, Cata the, Catalan. The, the, he's Catalan. The, the only reason I bring him up is because I figure be, you, you've got to be one of the top guys out of Spain, in Spain. You know, you've got to be at the upper echelon in, in that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Around. So, so I'm thinking but, you, but, you, you, know, like you probably worked under, you know, some of the other top guys who came out of Spain. So yeah. did, you, well, did, did you work No, well, him? like the thing is like Chavi is... Um, so he's like probably ten years older than I am. Yeah, and um, he is like super, super good. He's like you know he's he's been my hero always. You know one of my heroes. He has also he 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 were, he taught he taught at the film school. I learned all the things I, I know that it's a Spanish film school. So um, Xavi was a really uh, you know he he kind of changed the way the film school look at cinematography. And suddenly, you know, he taught the first generation and then the first generation taught the second generation. You know, so he was the first one. But how did he change how did he change the way they taught? Well, because he, he started explaining concepts in cinematography that no one knew in Spain at that time. Like you know, uh, like, you know, how to use the black, how to how the light is in the right place or the not not the right place, how to use the lens, how to use the color to you know, to make you feel something. Just he stylized a lot the cinematography in Spain. You know, in 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 the students. You know, and therefore, you know, like <clears throat> ten years later, you know, or fifteen years later, yeah. after he studied, you know, people are coming from Spain, from the art film school, knowing much more about cinematography than they did, and the movies are better. So, for example, the, one of the first person he taught was Oscar Faura. Oscar Faura. Oscar Faura is the guy who did The Impossible and The Orphanage. Right. Yeah, he's like amazing. And he's one of his students. And Oscar Farrera was my teacher. 
you know? Really? You know, so it's like this kind of thing, and it's kind of a evolution, but he started it all, you know, um, Chavi Jimenez, so I have huge respect for him. He's amazing, you know. Um, what, before you, before you met these teachers that were teaching you what you knew, what were your, what, what were the films that influenced you the most, though? Like, I don't know, I think, I think one of the reasons I'm a filmmaker is because of Tarantino. You know, because it came at that time that Reservoir Dogs, you know, it made me laugh, it made me love cinema, it made me, you know, like this kind of, and then Pulp Fiction, and I think I'm I'm a son of Tarantino. A student of Tarantino. Yeah, like, no, like, like in, in the filmmaker world, I, I am a filmmaker, in a way, thanks to Tarantino and Woody Allen. That's the thing that... And Woody Allen. Yeah, that's because, that's the reason why I'm a filmmaker. But, but then I, you know, I'm not... You know, I'm that huge fan of Tarantino anymore now. Um, I mean, uh, you know, like you know, like I love what he does, but I'm not, I'm not. He's not my top, you know, five right. directors. You know, who are your top five? <laughs> it's always a different question, but um, I think um, the Coen Brothers. Yeah, they always make yeah. it to to there. Probably Lucrezia Martel, Alfonso Cuarón. Alfonso uh, Cuarón, but yeah. Luque, uh, Luque. Lucrezia Martel is an Argentinian. Director, she did. Uh, no, no, she did the swamp and she did the holy girl and she did the girl without the hair, headless ah, woman. Without the head, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, that was a good film. That was a great film. Yeah, she's she's you know she's special, but she influenced me a lot. Well, who else? I don't know. I mean, like there's a few others that I always get like, wow. Mm -hmm. I, they make me go to the cinema like no matter what they do, no matter, no matter what, what, what do. they say. You know, like P.T. Anderson is someone else that I just admire like my guts you know big fan of Mihai Malamara Jr yeah you know I haven't seen him he's working off you know I've only yeah. seen the master you know um, you know the other the young without we the, the youth without youth I haven't seen it properly so mm -hmm. I should you know. see Tetra yeah it's a very a very <coughs> odd film but photographically it's beautiful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. It's really cool, but um, so so uh, but obviously Paul Thomas and and, and and obviously if you're a huge Coen Brothers fan, you're probably also a bit of a Roger Deakins fan. Yeah, think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like I like you know DP's uh, heroes. I have a lot of them. Yeah. Who, are, who are some of the, the heroes that, of DP? First is Harry Sabidis. Mm -hmm. For me, it was um, I think he's the guy who kind of you know looked at you know mainstream cinema in a whole different way. And for me, it was, you know, the way he light the spaces, the way he, you know, moved the camera, the way he framed, it was someone that, you know, the way he think and the way he made a distinguished look on all his films, even though they were totally different. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and totally feeling what the, you know, totally in, in, in connection with the film, not only with himself. Right. Not only with his work, but with the films that he was doing. Two favorites of, of his that. Um, Second. What are some of your favorite the favorites? Yeah, yeah. No, I I love love Elephant and I love um, American Gangster. You know that the lighting. It's funny. Thing. So American Gangster. We were speaking with um, I think it was Tom Richmond. Uh huh. He's a great photographer yeah. in New York, and he knew Harris, and he said that he thinks that American Gangster was no di. It was just. Straight printing. I think so. I think Which so. Which is like to me, that's yeah. like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's I unbelievable mean. what he did, and it's 
but the you know the the quality of the lighting the quality of the yeah. image that he delivers is amazing you know the texture is just unbelievable yeah you know i, I love american gangster although the movie didn't do that well i it's know there is something about it that it will you know we'll still watch it in 10 years time we'll still think wow this movie is pretty i love the film I, I we saw it we actually saw it here at the man's chinese i think jesse and i saw it in the same in the same theater and um and I thought it was like the best Ridley Scott movie, and I was still, is, you know, yeah, it's high praise, right? Yeah. But I, but I, but I, I just, I, for me, what made it so good was that it was kind of like, um, do you remember the the Fred Zinnemann film, The Jack of the Day of the Jackal? Yeah. So for me, it was the first time you were rooting for both the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah. You know, you're rooting for both of them That's at the it. same time. And it's a difficult thing to do, do achieve, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, yeah. No, I, you know, Harris is. You know, it's it's a sad loss that what we suffer with with Harris, and then um, I like you know Dickens. I like him, his perfection. You know he, how good he is, but um, but I'm also fascinated by fascinated by um, you know Christopher Doyle and the way he manages the camera, or you know Anthony the Mantle because every movie he does is so different yeah. and so eclectic and and so special and so full of energy. Yeah. You know, and that's that's you know that's amazing. And then some other guys that, you know, smaller that they do, you know, I love um, Robbie Ryan in, in the UK, what he's doing is amazing. Robbie Ryan. Robbie Ryan, he did um, Red Road, right. um, he did um, Wuthering Heights, and he did uh, as well that other one that I liked a lot, the, the, one, the, Andre, the Andre Arnold as well. Um, he's very good. Very good. Very, very good. good. Well, I mean, there's so many yeah, of professionals course. out there, but, there, but you have to have your, in, 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 I, I ask because... I want to know who inspires you. Yeah, yeah. Is the, these are the guys who take me to to, to make me go to the cinema. You right. know? I hear these guys doing that, and I, I go to the cinema. Whoever director is, whatever actor, whatever is the subject, I go to the cinema just to see their work because I respect them, and I I'm always surprised. I'm always you know you know challenged by the, by what they are you know getting with the image. You know. Why do so many photographers? I mean, first of all, Harris Sabides. Yeah, exactly. Respect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just beyond respect, right? Yeah. You know, and you should rest in peace. But um, um, why do so many photographers hold up elephant? Every everybody does. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if you were to, I mean, I'm not saying I think elephant yeah. is a is a is a bad movie or photographically yeah. it isn't stunning. It yeah. is, but I think you know, you know, it's like it's like for a non photographer, which is what I am. You know, sometimes the juicier pieces are the easier ones to, yeah, you know, yeah. like more commercial, right? So I, the game yeah, has yeah. this incredible look to it. Or uh, Zodiac has yeah, this incredible... Yeah, Zodiac is amazing. Amazing, yeah, I agree, you know? I agree. So those are the ones that are maybe more commercially oriented. But yeah. all the photographers with your photographer's eyes <laughs> and your, you know, like this... No, because I think, I think more important than the lighting or, you know, how spectacular a movie looks, I think, you know, for a, for, for a filmmaker... It's more important than narrative. It's more important what they are saying in the tools that they are saying it. You know, and I think Elephant, the way they choreograph, the way they tell a story, the way they engage the audience in a weird way about this subject, you know, uh, I think it's fascinating. I think it's different. I think it's it's well thought, but not too well thought, not too clever that it feels like, oh, you know, another, you know, it, it just is the right amount of, Right amount of, 
intelligence but not you know being too clever you know and that's fascinating you know for a filmmaker you know and that's why you know yeah it doesn't look spectacular in the terms of mm, what it looks you know photographically because it's all daytime you know and daytime coffee <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not for you. Uh, no, but no budget, no budget for my coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to that, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can do anything, you know. Uh, Watch yeah. me drink my coffee, growl. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's that's the important bit to remember about telephone is that um, you know the way the way the narrative tells the story is fascinating, you know, and I that's why we like telephone, I imagine. Yeah, um, is it also something to do with the way the exec- like the way that the the execution of the narrative? I mean, you know, the fact that the the blocking and this idea of that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a misunderstanding. You know, it's a misunderstanding the way you, they put the camera, the way they, you know, the way they are not too obvious, the way they, you know, they are in the back and there's this like three minute shot that it's only on the back of a guy and you're discovering his wall, you're discovering him, but you never see his face. You know, and it's. You know, and then they play with the soft, you know, soft focus. They play with the ramping, the speed. There's some cool little elements that they just spice up the the way they told the story, and they make it, you know, something amazing. Amazing, to watch, you know? amazing. So, I don't know. So, so let, I'm presuming you start off shooting in Spain in your native yes. Spain. Yeah. So you, you go to film school. You train yeah. these guys. Typically, with a young cinematographer who's in here, what I, you know, what, what you typically find is that you become, you probably became in your school one of the go-to guys for being like, you know, get get Edward to shoot your movie, right? Yeah, well, it wasn't like that. It was like, you know, I, I wasn't clear what I wanted to do with film school. I came in, I was like, oh, I want, maybe I want to that. You know, everyone wants to direct to start with. And then I realized I wasn't very good at directing, and you know, I was much better helping other people doing the thing. But I was never like, I never had a camera with me, on, you know, or uh, I never take photos. You know, it was not like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a DP, never like that. Really? Yeah, never. And then, I, you know, it was third year of film school, and I was like, you know what? No, actually, f- f- beginning of second year, I went to a shoot with another friend, Arnau Valls, and he was the DP. I was the runner at that shoot, um, and I then started looking at the guys. I was like, oh, these are, they're having fun. This is, this sounds fun, like, you know, pulling the flags, the camera, you They're know. pulling girls. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to be one of the cool guys, you know? So yeah, the main reason why I'm a filmmaker is, you know, yeah. because I want to be the cool guy. <laughs> Let's be frank. Yeah, yeah. If that's, there's, if there's that's one, if that's there's one lesson we no, can impart yeah. on, on the people. No, so no. If you're going to become a filmmaker for any reason, yeah. do it to be cool. Yeah, just, yeah. just not yeah. try to pretend something else. Don't try to be an artist. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing. Fuck that shit. Just, just, yeah. Just, yeah. just try to be just, cool. Just try to be cool. And also, let's and be, you will be cool if you are, you know, yeah. a DP. That's, that's that's the coolest of the cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I mean, for granted. You know, you guys have such big lenses. Yeah. And, and also, let's be frank, you also do it for the money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, never. Being cool. Being cool. Being cool. Yeah. Okay. Money, it's okay. You right. know, you can get money in a lot of different ways. You know? <laughs> Being cool. It's it's a bit, not, it's especially a bit today. It's just, all you got to do is open your door and say money. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's you, know, just, you, know. you open a web, you know. 
yeah. a website and you make money. You make money, yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's what we did. Yeah, but you are a geek in front of a computer, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that cool? So cool? Is that cool? No. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, that's so, about the cool so that's, okay, conversation. No cool. Yeah. So, 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 you start, so you start getting asked to shoot things or no? How does it... How does it no, work? yeah, no. And then, I, you know, I start discovering that I, I really like them shooting films, you know? I really, like, I really enjoyed helping out other people to, to come with their ideas. And I and I really became obsessed with mm-hmm. taste, with you know how things look, how you know how you know what the p- things look like, and I was very aware of that. You know, I probably that yeah, now it's because of my dad. I, I used to go to art galleries when I was like six because you know I would wake up in the morning, it's Sunday morning at seven o'clock, I would be like there. My dad, he his only hobby is art, so he would take me to art galleries. You know, and probably that influenced me, you know. And so I was obsessed with how things look, will look. And aesthetics. Then, yeah, aesthetics, you know. And also composition or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, that's, you know, so... And then without knowing how and why, I, I end up, you know, doing a cinematography degree and, and you know, things start working out. I start, you know, my shorts will start, you know, will go well and, you know, and, and then I, you know... Kind of tried to, a couple of times to direct, but it was like, oh, you know, directing is so complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to be so good. Well, as a DP, no, you don't need to be that good. You know, <laughs> you only need to be cool. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah just, just throw some yeah. lights around. Start throwing lights yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, so I don't know. I was, I, I discovered that you know, being a director is a very difficult thing. You know, and and being under, you know, in their position, I discovered that you know. When you have someone that helps you, you know, envision your ideas and work hard for them and get, you know, and gets what you want, it's amazing, you know. So, so, so you shot you shot a ton of short films. A ton of short films, yeah. You shot. I'm presuming in Spain you're shooting some commercials and music videos. Or no, no, like what happened was I came out of film school and straight away I met a guy through another guy, you know, one of those things. And he was shooting a low budget feature. But at that time, it was 19, uh, 2003, you know, like with DVX 100, and he was totally nuts. And you're about eight years old. I'm about 23. Okay. And he was like, oh, I have a DP, but why don't you come along as well? So at the end, we kind of shared the credit as a DP, and what happened was that the guy was so nuts that his movie was crazy. It was the best experience ever. The director or the DP? The, the director. The director yeah, was yeah, crazy, yeah. but very, very, very talented. You know, a genius. And what happened with that? That movie ended up in Cannes, uh, in the director's fortnight. And it was a very low budget, but it was special. And it's now still. What I film st- is it? It's called Honor of the Knights, Honor de Caballeria. And, and it's it still. And it's a. It's about. It's a reinterpretation of the Quixote. The Quixote. You know, like the Spanish novel. Oh, Quixote. Yeah, okay, Quixote, Quixote. Yeah. Okay. So it's a. But in a very crazy way, in a kind of what Quixote would do when he's not in the book, in a way. Like, you know, like, it's not the book. It's like when he's not in the book, what happens? The, you know, it's the dead, you know, the moments where nothing happens, the moments, and that's the, that's the film. And which is very, you know, very art house, very slow, but really beautiful to watch. I mean, I still find people everywhere in the world that is fascinated by that film. Like, they come, and they come and say, you did that? It's like, yeah, yeah, I did that. So it really was a landmark art house film. <laughs> yeah, it was a landmark art house. You know, like I was talking like a month ago with Alfonso Cuaron, and he said, was saying, I'm fascinated with that film. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've given it to all my friends to watch. It's like, it's, it's slow, 
but it's just so beautiful and it's and it's true i mean i it's the only poster i have of my movie of, of a movie of mine in my house it's you know that's the only that's the only poster it's my first movie but it's also very cool poster so d does this being associated with this film shooting this film does it get you interested no, no, okay. because it's art house, <laughs> right. super weird. No one, you know, no one sees it. Uh, you know, sees it, they see it in Cannes, in Spain, does nothing. You know, what it's like. You, what so it's it's it's, but it's also a director's film. Right. It's all shot exterior, you know, mostly day, a lot of sunset and sunrise and a bit of night, but no lights, nothing. It's not a DP's film, but it's still like you know. So what 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 were the biggest things you learned from shooting this movie? As far as just like was it just was it watching it. Edit in, I mean, where you're shooting it, you probably didn't know if this was going to be terrible or not. Right. Exactly this. My sentence was, this might end up on a drawer or get, might get into can. <laughs> it's one or the other. That's exactly what it, it could have happened with that movie. It, right. was, it was one of those, you know? Yeah. And, and I told my dad, my friend's dad, I was like, this movie, I don't know. I don't know what this movie. It could be like amazing or it could be like end up on a drawer because no one wants to finish it. But um, yeah, but what I learned about it was... Um, that filmmaking is not about technique. Filmmaking is not about what you know. It's not about numbers. Filmmaking is, is the soul of filmmaking is somewhere else. It's much more special, much more naive, much more pure. You know, and I learned that just after film school, where I, all I, you know, the most stuff I learned was technical. So it was like kind of a totally like de-learning what I learned in film school and learning this other stuff, and that was a weird combination, but. I think um, that's that's in a way who I am now. In a way, you know, it's like I learned that filmmaking is not it's not numbers, it's not pixels, it's not nothing like that. You know, filmmaking is something else, and that's why that movie is important for me. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So, w w how did the transition oh, yeah. come? So then I went to yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. know, done my first foot to winning Khan. My my short my la, my last short film of the first film school went to Sundance, won the the international prize that year at Sundance. Did you direct that? <clears> no, no, he did he I did the cinematography of yeah. the Natural Route, very good short film, eight minutes long, a life told backwards, amazing, a masterpiece of short film, and um and um so a that life year, told backwards over eight minutes. Yeah, the, a life told backwards over eight minutes. So this yeah. is like the very curious case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, but. You know, short, short, and, yeah, short, yeah. And yeah, 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 short and metal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah because, no, I mean, like in a, you know, in a, in a sorry, yeah, in a, yeah, yeah. in a, yeah. I mean, like it, it just doesn't try. Well, to, you know, executives are always trying to get things tighter, so yeah. you know, it's like you know, if you can get the movie down to eight minutes, it, it no, and honestly, it makes yeah. me cry every time I see it. I believe it. You know, yeah, there's so. a there's another short film called um, Isla. I'm saying this wrong, but Isla de Flores, yeah, Island yeah. of Flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's twelve minutes long. And I defy any audience, if you put it down and watch, like, you know, 10 people, 20 people, watch it, somebody's going to be crying by the end of the, the, the That's film. amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah short yeah. films can be incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, life told backwards somebody from however, whatever age, all the way to being born? or Yes, yes, from when he dies to when he's born. Yeah. And it's a love story as well. Okay, well, that's... It's a beautiful short. Um, um, but then I went to the National Film and Television School mm -hmm. because I was 23. I mean, uh, you know, even with a very successful short, uh, you know, you know, you're 23, so people don't give you the chance to do anything. Right. You know, I was doing nothing, you know, for a year or something, just like. But then I, I also discovered that I was really bad assisting. I was really bad, you know, being an electrician or a gaffer or an what? AC. 
I don't know, I don't have the qualities for it. You know, I don't, I don't, I wish I did. I wish I, I could learn it, but I'm, I'm very useless. You know, I will start sweating when I focus pull. Like, you know, it's that, you know, I will start, you know, like, you know, I was really bad, really bad. You know, I, 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 I also, I also sometimes talk yeah. a bit too much than I should. You know, and then, you know, when you're an assistant, you know, you shouldn't talk. You, right. should, you, you know, you shouldn't say too many things, you know. I will go to the director and say, mm, don't you think? <laughs> this is As like, an assistant. <laughs> or to the DP, if I knew them, you know, I, yeah. I, was, I work with friends, you know. I only work with friends assisting. Yeah. I will tell them, you know. To a certain degree, though, isn't yeah. it the case that European filmmaking is a little bit more collaborative than it is... You know, or is that just a myth that people always are looking I for? I don't know. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it depends on directors and it depends on, you know, on the people you work with. You know, I work with very cooperative people everywhere. You know, they are here, there, you know. I don't think it's, I don't think, you know, American, you know European filmmaking is more cooperative. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there is one thing. It's like the director has a bit more power in the sense that of decisions, you know, like a producer in, in America can be very, very, very powerful. In, in believe you me, <laughs> cracks. In yeah. Europe, in Europe, it's not that much. You know, yeah. they, you know, the always the, the the core of the film is the director. You right. Know? Which is you know sometimes good and sometimes bad. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, this. Yeah. How did you get in, in into into the Hollywood system? Well, I mean, what happened was. Um, I was very lucky, so I went to the National Film and Television School, and then uh, you know, so I learned English, um, and then I started working in English productions, and then um, what happened is in the Cuba Cinema, at twelve o'clock at night in the Edinburgh Film Festival, I met a girl, and I started chatting with her because we were both in line. In the which, uh, sorry, in the which cinema? In, a, in sorry, in the line. I said Q. Oh, in the line of a cinema at 12 o'clock at night. I met this girl and we started chatting because next to each other. And she happens to be an American production from New York, Chemi Karasawa. Um, you know, oh, who are you? I'm a DP, la la. So, you know, we became friends. We partied a couple of times together yeah. at Edinburgh. And, yeah. and we, you know, and a year later, I'm doing some short films, not, you know, haven't done much. You know, I did a, a small, very low budget film called Kicks. Um, in, in the UK, but then suddenly I went to, <clears throat> I was offered the movie, and I said, in Spain, um, and I, you know, I read the script, and, you know, I was about to say yes, and I said, you know what, I don't feel connected with this script, right. so I'm not going to do it. Right. I think it's it's a mistake for me, because I'm a very passionate guy. I, I really want to do what, I, I really like doing what I do yeah. when I'm you doing the right doing thing. Right. When I'm doing right. the right thing. If not, I can, you know. When you believe in it. Yeah, I need to believe in it. So I didn't believe in that thing, and I, you know, I decided to go to New York. To you know, to just clear about the thing of doing that movie, you know, which for a 26-year-old guy would be good to do a movie, you know, in Spain and so on. And you know what? I went to New York and I met this producer and I gave him a reel. And it happened like six days later, she receives a call from Tom Ford's producer saying, "We are desperate. We've called. We've seen everyone's reel in America, uh, you know." And um, and Tom Ford doesn't like anyone because they are too American, too you know too fashion-y, too, uh, you know, he's looking for someone more European, fast, available, cheap, um, that can shoot in 23 days a movie and that he will feel, you know, connected to, you know. So she recommended, Chemi recommended, you know, like Chivo, Savides, and a couple more of my heroes. Um, and she said also, oh, you should have a look at this um, reel. 
So she sent my reel. She couldn't okay. find my phone. She couldn't. She couldn't find me on email. You know, it was one of those moments, and she sent it. And then it ended up on Tom Ford's desk, and Tom Ford looked at it and looked at three times at the montage, two-minute montage, and he said, "He said I want this guy." And then, uh, so they called me. I was like, mm, "You know, for sure you're gonna have, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're gonna have hundreds of people." Yes, yes, we have hundreds of people that can do this, but he wants you. <laughs> so I, I didn't even know who Tom Ford was at that point. Right. You know, I, I you know, I, you know, I was not into. Even fashion. though you're probably wearing half his clothes. Mm, no, you know, I no. never, I never heard of his clothes. I never heard of anything. You know, so I was but like. But I thought you got into this to be cool. Yeah, but to be cool, <laughs> I don't know if it, you know. Not the clothes. Not the clothes. Not no, the clothes. Okay. Not the clothes. So, so you, I'll get 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 serious. Again. So, <laughs> so, you say, so you say so you say so you get this. So is, is part of you thinking like this is yeah. A, so I basically you know I looked at it and they say oh it's a Julian Moore and Colin Firth movie and you know I'm not a huge fan of Colin Firth at that point but Julian Moore for me is like my favorite actress of all time you know for me you know it's like the the girl that has influenced me more in Magnolia in Boogie Nights Boogie Nights yeah it's like, yep. that oh, performance you know, in Boogie Nights redheads yeah. you know it's like fascinating right. so um I so I decided to jump on a plane straight to here first time in LA I land here you know I am you know you know I skirt I'm a skirt so much I'm 26 years old and I'm being you know I have I have an interview that might change my life you know so and you know, diarrhea for three days, <laughs> right? Right. Di- I think I think yeah. I misheard you. I thought yeah. I said diarrhea, but I believe it was actually the Spanish word for um, uh, anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anxiety for three days. And then I, I woke up the last day and I think, um, wow. Um, but at least you went into the meeting slim. <laughs> You know, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. slim, yes. Slim, but then yeah. um, dressed like this, you know, I said, wow, if I try to dress like he, you know, things, forget it, n- forget it. Not, I can't do it. So I just dress like I dress and, and I just, you know, went for it. I was just like, well, I need to, you know. You read the script. I read the script. Now. I was reading the script and I couldn't believe that that was offering, that was being offered to me because it was the kind of film I like, the kind of film I want to, I know how to do, the kind of film I want to do. And it was like, whoa. And it's a good story it's a good, with a character. It's, you know. So I was like, I know how to do this film. I, could, I couldn't do a romantic comedy. I couldn't do a thriller. I couldn't do, you know, an action movie. But, a, uh, you know, a drama, like a single man. It was perfect for that time. So let's let's talk about shooting the movie. How you get hired? I'm presuming the next day. Or yeah, that day. Yeah, that I meet I um, Tom Ford, and after an hour, he hired me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So he hires you, and then how long did you have to prep the movie? I started the following Monday, which to you know I, I arrived at LA on a Friday, and on Monday I start the movie. I start um, prepping the movie prepping for the movie. five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks of prep. Yeah. Five weeks, five weeks prep, basically 23 five, days of shooting. Yeah. Four and a half weeks of shooting. Yeah. Right. So if you look at the, the film, it's yeah. so meticulous. I mean, obviously, I'm presuming because of Tom Ford's background, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, visually he, uh, so specific. Yeah. He knows exactly what he wants. But that house, that He's mid-century a, modern beautiful Eames, house, yeah. you know, style, uh, Frank Lloyd Wrightian style house was just stunning. Absolutely. Did you have did you have input with the designer, with Tom to sort of you know talk about where things would take place or help? I mean, or did you just show up and light it? 
Well, you know, like uh, uh, DP's work is always to you know to have you know to have a relationship with the director and the production designer to you know to 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 create the space and to make it work for for the scene, you know. But um, Tom Ford was very clear what he wanted. He knew how to achieve things. You know, we 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 did a couple of weird things like we used the bedroom. You know, we didn't we didn't use the bedroom as the bathroom, and the living room we used it twice. Once as a living room and once as a uh, bedroom, you know. In the scene where uh, he's yeah. flashing back to the sort of the. the no, no, no. So the, the main room. Yeah. We use it twice as a bedroom. Both as a bedroom and, and, and as a main room. Because the the real bedroom of the house is very small. You know? So, so we use it as a bathroom. Right. You know. Where so was the house? Was it sort of like I up think, in the hills? I don't know. Somewhere around there. Right. I don't know. I think it's Burbank or Pasadena. I can't remember. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It was my first time in LA. It was GPS all the time. You know, like no, not even a clue where You're I'm going. You know. <laughs> what? What did you shoot on one film? Yeah, we shot on thirty-five. Shot on thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about something that was noted photographically. It was noted in the reviews of this movie. Uh-huh. Not very often will people refer, or critics refer, to something that happens photographically specifically. It didn't reference necessarily you, it referenced the, the technique, because you know what I'm talking about, I think, right? Yeah. Which is that for a lot of the movie, it gets very desaturated, very, you know, the color is sucked out. You have the beautiful textures of the shapes and the light and the faces and the, clo- mm-hmm. the clothing was, you know, the wardrobe was gorgeous. And then all of a sudden, Colin Firth's character will be uh, given a moment of exhilaration, excitement, sexual, whatever it is, and the color will rush into this movie. Like, it was the first time grading had been used in that way. Yeah. Ever. Some people... I don't know if ever, but yeah. Well, I don't know another movie yeah. that, that, not basically, movie, that not, basically rode the... Not, not a movie like this. No, like, no, no, like, a, like a mix. It was basically yeah. like mixing, you know, it was, you know, in the middle of a shot, it would get... Get colorful, yeah, yeah, you know. When he meets the guy outside with the, it was a psycho poster, yeah. uh, billboard next to them, and mural or whatever. There were just times over and over again. You watch yeah. it, and it would, the color would rush in, and then it would rush out. Right. Um, some critics loved it. Some critics hated it. Tell us about the decision to do that. Tell us, <laughs> t- tell us about. Okay, so that was um, that was on the script already when when I read. So it was in the script. It was in the script, right. and. Um, and it was a you know a very radical decision by Tom to do it. You know, like he wanted to you know to make the people feel you know that he was you know at at, at a certain point he was feeling alive. He was feeling like the the senses the senses were pumping up. He was like you know there is a reason to live this life. You yeah. know sometimes. So um so and and we shot it knowing that that was going to happen a bit you know we choose a film star that was very colorful very grainy 19 the no no the 79 oh you went back to uh, the, yeah, you yeah the, the, the oldest yeah. one you know it's so beautiful i think we were the last movie in america to shoot with the 79 really yeah, yeah i was calling cola please please it was like we have a beat and he was like yeah yeah we'll, we'll so, make it was tom, so, uh, tom so, gave so, you full power to just pick the no stock well and... i mean i i i said to him i think we should go with this and we test it and you and, and he and we were clear. I mean, we watched it, and we decided to go. You know, there was no deci- no no discussion about it. It was the best for the movie. You know, he saw it very clearly. He loved it, and 
You know, I mean, with Tom, there was a, a, a you know, straightaway connection with, you know, visuals and, he, you know, I love what he was doing with the set, I, you know, he loved what he, I was doing with the lighting, you know, I, you know, it was a, you know, you know, we understand each other very well, I mean, and, and I see at the movie and, you know, there are some beats that are really, really his moments and there are some beats that, you know, I decide, you know, I, I, I suggest this shot and this other, and, and I, I see him in all the movie and I see myself in some bits of the movie. And the, my friends also see myself in the movie, you know, right. so it's, which is fun, you know, it's, you know, it's a movie that, you know, it's very, very, very Tom Ford. Right. And I kind of put some of my things in it, you know. But with this thing of the color, what happened as well is I couldn't do the grading, you know, for, for one and two reasons and I'm and he no I couldn't do it no I couldn't do the grading and and he you know he he did it with Stephen Nakamura at Company 3 and you know you know I I kind of I I, I, I didn't bring it up to touch it no 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 no, not at all not at all no so um, so uh, in a way there's some moments that I love it and some moments that I hate it you know (laughs) it's so I agree with both critics you know I right I I love it sometimes because it's something new, something special, and it and it goes with the character in a way. The character is feeling something, else. but some other times I feel it's a bit too much. It's a bit too intense. It's a bit too you know. It's yeah. a bit too 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 obvious sometimes, you know. But you know, it's it's Tom's decision, and that's a filmmaker's decision, and he goes with it. And some people love it, some people might hate it, but it's his movie, you know. And fair enough, you know. Yeah. A hundred percent. I understand what you're saying. Um, well, it's beautiful that you can talk about it with that eloquence, um, and that you know you're saying you know I, I did, you did your work, and if the director wants to take the film and go an extra mile with it or an extra inch or whatever, that's his right to do. Yeah. Or her. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's a filmmaker, and he knows what he's doing, and it's his movie, and it's so personal to him that you know, and he's been. You know, feeling it for so long, and he knows where to go and how it feels. And I, you know, and I agree with that feeling. You know, filmmakers need to do what they feel like doing. You know, because that's when they become artists. You know, what was your approach to sort of lighting the movie, though? Because it is whether you like or don't like the change from color. Yeah. It's 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 one aspect of the photography. It's not yeah. even. It's not even. It has nothing to do with the shots that you picked yeah. and the composition and and the stuff that you actually lit, yeah. because it's something you do afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So what what was your approach to? So first of all, let's just talk about the story. The story is about Colin Firth, who finds out at the beginning of the movie that his spouse of many years has died, and he basically is trying to pick up the pieces and reflect on the relationship from there and move on with his life or not. Um, what. What was your approach to sort of? I mean, you have some, some beautiful scenes with, with, as you said, Julianne Moore, Colin Firth. Were you operating the camera for the whole movie? No, I, you know, uh, I couldn't operate because of the union, but mm-hmm. also um, I didn't want to, you know, um, because it's, you know, I mean, most of the movie shot two cameras, so I wanted to, you know, to be in charge with both cameras and know what both cameras were doing and. You know, it's it's sometimes a bit too much of a responsibility to operate and light and you know and another camera and the director just sitting somewhere else watching. You know, it's it's good to be close to the director in that kind of movie. I think so. Um, so I, I think I operated two or three scenes. I think because of it was impossible for the other or because I was taller than the other operators. So to go hand held with Colin Firth, it was better if it was me. You know, things like that. But um, 
So, you know, um, yeah, I don't know what we were saying. The lighting, the lighting. Ah, the lighting, yeah. So I wanted to do a lighting um, that was very classical. It was, it would follow, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I think the, 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 the choice of a stock, you know, made it very clear what kind of movie we were doing. It was like, you wanted to do an American classic, you know, an American, you know, that it would feel like the a life, uh, life magazine cover. You know, you know, grainy but colorful, oh, intense, contrasty. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, very American, but at the same time, very different from what was being done. You know, it was, you know, I always, you know, we like it more, more or less. You know, it's very grainy, but um, which it's kind of weird for that movie to be grainy. But I just find it very fascinating that it's, you know, and he, you know, Tom, totally loved the idea of. I mean, a grainy film that felt more period, and it will also, you know. So that that's one thing. But that's the texture like, of I, it. But I then, like your Life magazine uh, analogy, like a yeah. cover of it, because it did have that, you know, not 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 uh, uh, Norman Rockwell, but yeah. like it just kind of a, a, a very classic. That's it. Feeling to it. That's it. It's a very classic. Very, the lighting is is more, uh, you know, it's mainly very classic, you know, quite contrasty, you know, very directional, you know, um, and soft. And then I think with the flashback, we went a bit harder, you know, like, uh, you know, Tom at some point, he kind of wanted, at some point he mentioned Chinatown, you know, and he showed me a couple of scenes of Chinatown with a really hard light on them and the shadow, and it's like, wow, Tom, I don't know if I can do that. I, this is like too much for me, you know, but at the same time, was there was something of that that you know I tried. It was in the back, flashback scenes. You know, it's a bit more of a hard light. And also to find him that he's a bit more alive with you know a bit more connected with his you know past life than what he is now. You know, so it's a bit of that. You're stepping into this movie. Um, you know, twenty again, twenty six years old. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You pr even though this is only a five day, five week prep and a five week shoot, four and a half week shoot. It's still probably the biggest project you've ever done. It's probably the most amount of resources you've ever been given, I would think. Yeah, I mean, resources maybe not, but it, yeah, it's it's so far the the most popular of, of the movies I've done. Yes. But stepping into it, you know, that young, was it just like hand in a glove, like this is what I was you know, meant to do? It, it, you I know, I always say one thing. Yeah. Like, I was doing short films at that time, and for me. I always say that it's easier to do a film in Hollywood than to do short films, you know? I it's know. it's there is something, you know, obviously not everyone is given the the opportunity, but if if you know, f you know, your things, you know what you like, you know where you're going, and um, you find a good director that knows what he wants and knows what he's going, and you f you surround yourself with amazing crew like there is in Hollywood for the B movies, you know? For me, it was in a way very easy because at the some at, at that point I had all the resources. I only had to do what I liked, that is doing movies and like them. You know, I know I knew at that point, you know, what I wanted and what I liked and what I wanted the movie to look like. So, in a way, it was easier than when you are fighting against production for a short film for you know to get a small light to you know because you need you know there everything flow you know very in a very easy way you know in a way it's 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 funny but um i was very lucky to get you know jim planet my gaffer in that movie and then and two next ones and you know he was amazing we worked together very closely you know 
he, he was like he was the oldest of the set. He was seven, 67 at that point. Yeah. I was twenty six. So it was it was a weird couple, you know. It was but, like the young guy and the old guy. But he tried, he did what he did with you asked. He yeah, he was amazing. We understand each other a lot, and it was shots. We'll do the rehearsal, and we'll look at each other, and you know. And he will understand exactly what was missing. And this light needs to move a bit. Or... And he knew it. You know, yeah. we would look at each other and we were just like, and he will understand completely. So it was this connection that I've never felt before with a gaffer. So when you're surrounded with great people, you have the resources, you have a good script, man, filmmaking is easy. If it's like <laughs> that, you know? But the thing is, it never happens like that. It never happens that it's, you know, a good script, good director, good team, and, you know, it's, so, you know, you suffer a lot more normally with filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's go into one of the most uh, interesting pictures of last few years, Buried. Right? Okay. So my understanding is, and I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the director's name. Rodrigo Cortez. Right. So Rodrigo Cortez, my understanding is that the studio had the script. The script was a blacklist script. It was yeah. like a 82 pages yeah. taking you know, the idea things were getting more and more condensed and condensed in thrillers and this is the ultimate in condensed. It's, you know, one step beyond a guy stuck in a closet, it's a guy stuck in a coffin. And my, I don't know if this is an apocryphal story or not, but the story that exists, the rumor, is that the studio met with a bunch of different directors and the one they hired was the one who said, I never, ever, ever want to leave the coffin. <laughs> Whereas every other director said, we got to leave, you know, just something just to open it up a bit and open it up no, a bit. No, 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 didn't go like this. Is that, is that, is that, that's a joke. Okay. No, 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 Well, I mean, that's the stories. And I, you know. No, no, I do, no, no. I do believe that rumors are great that they exist. It's great that rumors exist. You know, right? You know, I want because to Because it have, makes you cool. Yeah. I mean, rumors are great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they are not real, you know. If they're not true, they're, it's, it's worth it's having fun. a rumor. It's yeah, it's fun, you know? It's got value. In Italian, they say, si non è vero, ben trovato, you know? So that kind of thing, what you know? What does that mean? That means um, if it's not true, it was worth thinking about it, you know? It was <laughs> worth talking about it, you know? It was, it was worth it had it, value. You know? It has it had value, value, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. So, Excellent. Um, Excellent. so um, no, but I think um, what happened with Buried was that um, it was... Um, it was a it was a blacklisted script, and you know, and Peter Safran, um, the uh, one of the producers, um, he sent it to Adrián Guerra, a producer in Spain, um, an amazing producer, a very young guy. I think he was 26 at that time, and he, you know, he read it. I think, I think this is amazing. I don't know what they are doing. I think they are scared. And the truth was that the American production, you know, you know. American producers were scared of doing a movie inside the coffin only. So, but this guy, he sent it to Rodrigo, and as Rodrigo was reading it, he was like, this is amazing. This is a movie. It's unbelievable. It's unique. There's only going to be one movie in a coffin, and I want to do it. So, um, so you know, they thought, well, if we shoot it in English, and we hire a really, you know, good actor that also wants to go one step further, you know, so, you know, it's one big actor, but, you know, that has something to prove in a movie in a coffin that he's on his own and he's 90 minutes we're on on him on all him. the time the whole time this is a, like a biggest you know challenge mm -hmm. so um so they they decided to go for it and you know they sh we shot in barcelona and it was with ryan reynolds and the movie i don't know you know i think i think I, 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 I'll, I'll, I, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you about the movie because you shot yeah. it, so i'll tell you yeah about you tell me it. yeah i'll tell you about it. Uh, I was scared to watch the movie because 
as I, I think a lot of people are. It's like some people don't want to watch disaster films where it just gets yeah, worse and worse it, and worse it. for the main character. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. people don't want to watch noirs because, yeah. you know, they don't want to watch horror movies. They don't want to watch West or whatever it is, right? I don't think there's a genre, too many genres that I personally don't want to watch. But when I knew that the whole movie was about a guy in a yeah. co- stuck in a coffin, I'm not claustrophobic, <laughs> but I, I, I'm feeling like I want to... So we're interviewing you. So I think I gotta watch the movie. <laughs> I'm planning out. It's not, not for sure. I wanted to watch the movie eventually, but I like I see it in the video yeah, store. Yeah. Uh, maybe later. Uh, maybe next week. You know, on Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Maybe next time. Uh, I too, yeah. No, you know what? I, there, I, there's some caper movie I want to watch. I mean, you know, because they're stuck in a, in a vault, but eventually they get the money and get out. I'm, so, so, <laughs> so I finally watched this movie, and ah, uh, so I mean, the use of sound. The use of black, the use of light, the use, or lack of light. Yeah, yeah. You know, you basically made an expressionist film, completely expressionist. You know, because so much dark. Um, let's talk a bit about the title sequence. Was that ti- yeah. you know the title? The yeah. completely Hitchcockian yeah, title yeah. sequence, yeah, yeah. straight out of Hitchcock. Did you know that that was going to be used when you shot the movie? No. Uh, we we talked about the, you know it was a bit Hitchcockian title sequence, but I didn't know how it was going to. Didn't know how it was going to do it. No, because when you see that, it's basically like you're you're so hypersensitive as a viewer to what's about to happen that this is like the only chance in the movie that you have to get out of the coffin is the title sequence. You know what I'm saying? I never thought it like that, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, you, I see your point. You see, you see, okay, so this is like because it's outside the narrative. It's it's yeah yeah yeah. So the filmmaker is now giving you some sense of indicated this is a movie, and then all of a sudden, black and nothing, nothing, and then some breathing, <laughs> and then a lighter goes on. And then, well, first, first we hear panic in the yeah. black, and then a lighter goes on. Right? How long did you shoot this for? We shot for eighteen days. I think seventeen with Brian and one with pickups. Um, yeah, it was. Two cameras shooting most of the time. Sometimes we would be shooting one camera on, on Ryan and then another one on, on doing some other sort of, you know, um, you know details or something. You know, like but uh, and, yeah, and sometimes we'll shoot two cameras. You know, all the time. You know, we'll, it depends. What format and did you shoot? We shot on thirty-five okay. because I mean we tested the red camera at that point and it was like you know and and with lighters with fluorescent green. And with a torch being very bright, and it, you know, it was an and with darkness, and especially the grain. We like the grain. We, I don't know why I did two very grainy, very grainy movies at the beginning. So, but you know, I love, I love, I love grain. So, um, it felt, it felt like it needed, it needed that amount of dust, of you know, of texture. earth, of texture, you know. So we just went, you know. So I, when I came on the project, it was supposed to be on red, but then. Very soon we decided to go on the film. film you know, and then there was no other way out. Did you shoot it in such a way that you wanted to get it lit and then bring bring it down later, or did you live <laughs> in a in a place where it's like I hope this gets exposed? You know, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, I you know yeah, I was living. You know, I lost a bit, quite a lot of her in that movie. Yeah, but I think that, <laughs> I think that's the fascinating thing about making movies. You know, when you are losing her, it's it's probably a good thing. It's right. the, because you are taking the risk. You are you know you're putting some of you in the movie. You know, you are just like you know you're taking a risk and you're being. I've lost plenty of it, but I haven't made enough <laughs> movies, so I don't know. I you know so um, it was it was so many times that I went to 
read the exposure on my you know light meter would say yep. ev ev like nothing it's nothing there <laughs> I, I would just pray honestly you're just going oh ah, it's wrong it's uh, this this thing it's, i was just thinking it's psychotic it just doesn't i just <laughs> believe in in you know and the when, god of kodak yeah and when you got it back would it yeah no no i mean most of the times it was spot on it was very good it was very dark we wanted it to be very dark but you know especially you know there was a couple of fuck ups there was a couple of scenes that were like fuck you know there's one that we actually repeat um, because it was so dark you know because with the when he's handing the telephone this is the most difficult thing you know he's only having a telephone on his ear and you need to see his face. So would I, you bring in like a little keynote yeah, or something? Yeah, it was just like, and, and you, you know, you have walls everywhere and, and you don't want to do overlit, you know. I, you know, the whole reason and the, the main amazing thing of doing a movie in Spain like that is that no one comes to you and just says, oh, make it much brighter, make it much brighter. No, no, the director wanted dark. He wanted to go three under. Go, go for it. And then, you know, when you, when you are three under and there's, you know, and the light doesn't reach him in a bad way and, the, you know, there's a few little factors that, you know, happen or the, or the LEDs start not working as well. For some reason, they lose a bit of power. Fuck, you're fucked because you are then you are three and a half or four and you see nothing, you know. And, and um, so that's what happened, you know, and, you know, that um, we... We shot all these on, you know, very, very risky. Like, you know, obviously also the, the light, the, the lighter couldn't give more, you know. Sometimes a lot of the shots, not a lot, but some of the shots were only with his lighter on. You know, and then, and then it's what it gets. It's what you get, you know. If the, if the flame is bigger, you get more. If the flame is more, you get less, you know. So, it's, so there's basically two, two palettes of lighting that you had. You had either the four. Yeah. We had the, the flashlights. Yeah, flashlight, the lighter. lighter. The phone, green, the green, yeah, the phone and the green light. The green light, right? yeah, the green fluorescent, yeah, yeah, yeah the you know the, the stick, yeah, the stick, and um, and they're all they were all very difficult, you know, because you know. So would were, you have separate tools that you would use? For yeah, there were all few t tricks in each of the of, the, of uh, that. Sometimes you can use one, you can use you know, and so we keep changing, you know. Was like, there one sequence that was really tricky to get, or? You know? <sighs> I think every sequence was... Really that, okay, so I'm assuming you built a set. You built a, a yeah. larger-than-life-size coffin. No, 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 no. This coffin was the size it was. It was actually... This size. It the was. size of a coffin. Yeah, okay. size of a coffin. But we had like six or seven coffins, different sizes. But the main... We used like 80% of the time the, the, the real one, the real size one. And it's on... It's on... It's, uh, it, yeah, it's on a stand like this, so it's a bit more comfortable for the camera and for him to get in and out. And around there is just... Black, black. And, but you you never see it. Well, you only see it like twice. Right. So, and eighteen days of and and Ryan Reynolds had to go in there every day. And now was I mean, conjuring a, a concept of uh, <laughs> you know of being claustrophobic, of being buried alive. You know, I I would imagine that it was just exhausting on the actor. It was it was exhausting. It was exhausting. Ryan Reynolds, what he did in this movie was unbelievable. I, I, I'm disappointed. I'm sad he didn't get recognized how he should. Because what he does is how many actors can do, can support a movie inside a coffin for 90 minutes only on him and deliver such a performance, you know. But um, he, he, also, he was also my best electrician. You know, I would tell Ryan, Ryan, I mean, you need to work with me, you know, you know, your lighter, it can be here, it needs to be here, or you, your torch, you know, 
you know, I, I, will, I, will, I will direct him sometimes with the torch, like, you know, what to do with the torch. Have it here for the first sentence and then bounce it here, you know, in the second. And then you just move it down, you know. So it's, you know, he is your electrician, you know. He sometimes he's the guy who does it, you know. So those practicals really were a lot of the time lighting the scene. A lot of the times, but not not all the time. No, no, they on all the wide shots, all the mid shots. They need to be reinforced. Then they, and where do you put the light? It's always a tricky thing. It's it's like you have to go shot by shot. I'll tell you because it's it's very difficult. You know to know. You know we will use different techniques, different tools, different for every sh- shot because you know sometimes we won't have anything. We're only shooting from here, but the light will be there. You know it's, it was it was complicated. But there is always a trick hidden in the shot. Always, you know. Always, <laughs> not always. Like you know, eighty percent of the time. Yeah. So, but but you basically, I mean, it sounds like you had these four practicals. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it was the smallest of small instruments that you were yeah. trying to sneak yeah. or, sneak around with. Yeah. And some some Panavision cameras. Yeah. It was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some thirty-five mil cameras. Yes. We shot with the 1.3 lenses, the old ones, the uh, 1.3. Zeiss Super Speeds? Zeiss Super Speed, yeah. Any particular reason why you picked those? You just... <clears throat> um, I, well, I need 1.3 lenses. Right. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> just go for a 2.8 lens. Right, no, no, no. Right. no. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, yeah, I, we test them and they were a bit rougher and a bit, you know, sharper than any other. And that we liked that. Those ones and the master plans were the same, but the master plans at the point weren't available, so we only shot. I think the first, the last week of the shoot we shot with the master plans, so there's a mix on the last. Oh really? Shoot. Yeah, yeah. But You're like, yeah, we yeah. just got these in, so <laughs> screw it, we'll just change. But I can't see the difference. I mean, like yeah. master plans and 1.3, I can't see the difference between them. You know, in in the coffin. No, we won't tell Zeiss. That. No, we won't tell Zeiss, Zeiss. especially because Master Primes are 10, then, 10 or fifteen times more expensive. Yeah, than <laughs> yeah, especially that. Don't say. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, no, Master Primes are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're the best. The best. The difference was like amazing, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Awakening. Okay, so yeah. again, this is a movie. I'll be just. Totally frank. I, I, it was a movie I was not going to watch. <laughs> I was not going to watch it. I then then I we find it. out we're interviewing you, so I got to watch this. It's an awesome movie. It is a great film. It's yeah, a really okay. great film. Okay. It's like basically. Um, why am I drawing a blank? It, it felt like an Agatha Christie novel. Uh, like, yeah. like, like, like a wonderfully dug up Agatha Christie novel. And it's gorgeous. Okay. I know you. It is absolutely beautifully done <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it's just beautifully photographed like it's, it's, a, it's a stunning picture and I kept on looking for something that may have felt like you know I, I know how, you, how young you are and I'm looking for something that indicates maybe some kind of like youthful you know not amateurism but like, like, yeah. like n- novice and nothing it all feels completely professionally photographed yeah. like I mean, confidence, and so much of this, so much of the film is in these beautiful mediums with all this negative space, and and you took the the color palette right down to maybe two degrees above colorless, right? You know, I mean, like it's just just, but consistently throughout the whole thing, it's a beautiful movie. Good. I mean, t- tell yeah. us about tell us about the picture. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I mean, um, you sort of had a look of embarrassment on your face when I was talking about it. I yeah, know. I mean, like the awakening, I. I have crossed thoughts about it. You know, I'm, 
I like the movie. Uh, you know, I like the director a lot, and we're still friends. You know, um, yeah, we're still friends. <laughs> and you know, no, I will do more movies with him. But I, you know, I think I'm, you know, I suffered a lot doing it. You know, Why? I, I don't know. It was Scotland, which is a difficult place to live, and um, and I don't know. It was um, production wasn't helping much, and I, w- I felt a bit alone in that movie. You know, like with the director. You know. So it was hard, and then and then I you know when I, when I watch it, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, Rebecca and Dominique, I have joy to work with. Like I actually been very lucky with the actors I've been working. Like, you will never hear me talking bad things about an actor. I work always with good actors that they are not, they are amazing at their work and they are nice guys to work with and they help you. You know you know there's nothing worse than an actor that it just only cares did, about what he's doing you know? how did the actor help you in this situation because you mentioned with ryan obviously in, in buried yeah. it was obvious how you know that that's yeah. how help yeah in, in buried you know ryan to be like this or to be like that and you could see his eyelash that makes the whole difference you know so it's it's a matter of this sometimes you know but and in in, a, awakening. The, in the awakening you know rebecca was super nice and you know she knows where how she looks great and so she um, you know emphasize that or embraces that and is there a uh, way to make her not look great because i haven't seen that yet. Uh, I, I, there's a couple of ways yeah there's a couple of ways yeah <laughs> what yeah. are they but please, no, please, no, no, please share no, with the yeah, audience because no, no, no. i really <laughs> rebecca hall she always looks great she right? she yeah. she knows you know she knows how she knows the business she yeah. hits the marks you know there's things like that that help Heard on how past, you know, to make it better. You know, There's actually it. one moment, actually, in the movie. The only moment where uh, it was kind of you could see the the filmmaking a bit was, I think she's there. She's in the orphanage. It's in. It's about maybe forty minutes in. 30, 35 minutes into the movie, and Dominic West leaves behind her, and he's over this shoulder. But when he leaves, you know, her face is like this to the camera, so she's sort of like. Gives a, gives a look, you know, oh, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's the wrong yeah, shoulder, but yeah. she sells it so well that you're like, okay, yeah. you know what I mean? Nobody would notice, but it just yeah. happened. That, but it's that kind of thing where they're, they're, they're going with the camera, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they, they do go with the camera. What, my, my, okay, so continuing with what I was saying, my issue with the, with yeah. the movie is that I, I like the first hour a lot. I think it's fun. I think it goes... But in the last 20 minutes, there's a bit too much talking and too much explanation of what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. That's when I struggle with, with the movie. With the film? Yeah, with the film itself, you know? Because it happens to a lot of, you know, these kind of movies, you know, that they need to explain too many things and then they get... So that was why I, you know, I... Awakening is not, you know, one of my favorite movies because of that, you know, mm-hmm. because of, you know, I don't like to explain too many things, you know, I don't want that they have to explain. I think when, when things explain themselves, so they are like, it's it's great and people think about it and they make sense, you know, of the, what they've just seen. That's when it's good, you know, you have to explain it too much. It's not filmmaking, as, you know. It's it's exposition. Me. That's it. Exposition is right. sometimes a bit tricky. I hear what you're saying. Anyway, I mean, anyway. it, 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 it sort of shares in a way, I mean, maybe I'm just, because the content is all about ghosts or afterlife or whatever, it, it does share a little bit with the with the um, wonderful film, but I think it's it's not a Metabar. No, Bayona. The Orphanage. The or, no, not The Orphanage. Um, ah, The Others. The Others. The by, others yeah, yeah Metabar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's probably a bit of that. I also wanted to do ghost story because you know it's, it's who it's, doesn't want to do a ghost story? Yeah, Spanish yeah. guys doing ghost stories. You know. But let's talk about the look of it. What what, what did you photograph the movie on? Just uh, no, thirty five as well. Thirty five again. You're yeah. a diehard thirty five guy. 
No, I just find I was lucky. At that point, you know, people mostly, you know, mostly were shooting 35, you know. The, it's been in the last three, four years that it has things have, to change. things have changed. But, um, you know, and it's still the best medium, 35. I mean, 100%. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, would, I, would, I don't know anyone who would say, well, you know, 35 looks worse than an Alexa. No, right. I mean, at the end of the day, if you, are a, if you have a good eye, if you are a good DP, you make an Alexa or an Epic or a Canon 5D look amazing. You know, it's, it's what it matters is the eye, you know, is the, you know, how your composition, your lighting, you know, the mission set. But um, 35 is still the best for me. So, um, now on the Awakening, we try to do like, uh, you know, a very muted color palette, you know, very... Um, you know, kind of in very bluish tonality, but a bit more in the you know cyanish bluish tonality. Yeah, sometimes it gets very, not, very yeah. warm too. There, yeah, there and then have you know have the contours of the night being much more warm, much more you know like the house at night when it's more scary. So she's walking a, around with the lamp. Yeah, it's, it's a bit yeah. warmer, which in a way counter. You went really dark in this movie. Like there are some <laughs> scenes. I mean, I mean, I know in Buried it's dark, but in this movie there are some scenes where it's like you know. I mean, first of all, outside was either overcast or sunny and overcast, right? And when it was sunny, it was more overcast. It, it, you managed to go like there was. It was dim and dimmer and really dim, and it's it's very seductive, but it doesn't ever feel sleepy, right? It never 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 feels like it falls asleep. It's, I, I'm. I'm Completely genuine about this. It's just a beautiful looking movie. How do you find a way to make the whole movie dark and sort of scary, but still? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, on that, the, you know, on that period, lights were not that bright. Houses were small windows, you know. So, you know, I, I like things to feel real, you know. And mm -hmm. I, you know, and when shooting a movie about period, I, you know, the, my interest is that it feels real. It feels like you could be there. And that could happen, you know. So that's why I think, you know, like the bulb, you know, doesn't light much. And the, the interiors are always a bit dim. And also it's a horror, you know, horror movie or, you know, ghost story. And, you know, I always find darkness fascinating. I always find, like, there's much more interest in the darkness than in the brightness, you know. There is, you know, you imagine more in the darkness. You Your eyes go a bit more, you know, they are seduced by the image. Well, for that kind of people, you know, some people, they say, no, I don't see it, I don't, I don't care. But I, I'm not interested in that people, people. I'm not, you know, the people that think like that, I'm, I don't want them to watch my movies, you know? <laughs> in a way, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, you know, if, if, if they are like, oh, it's too, oh, it's too dark, I can't watch it. It's like, well, maybe they're missing something, you know? You know? Up here. I, well, no, like missing something in life, you know, <laughs> missing something, you know, if you can't appreciate darkness, we have to appreciate darkness and we have to appreciate brightness. We have to appreciate, you know, yeah. what, what the film has to be or what the filmmaker is telling, trying to, to tell you, you know. If all the films were all bright and you can see everything, you know, Where's life? Boring, you know. American Gangster, there's things that you don't see uh, anyone in there and you're like, what the hell is going on, you know, and it's like this shade of a black guy and suddenly you discover that it's... Was it you? Yeah, sorry. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, you know what? Where's the cookie jar? Ten <laughs> bucks for putting your cell phone on during the interview. Oh, my no, goodness. No, it's okay. Don't, 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 don't feel bad at all. Um, so, so, so there's a couple shots 
scenes, I should say, but shots outside when, you know, to give us some breathing room in the yeah. movie where we... And you see the beautiful photographed tree sort of hanging over the building mm. in the background and, and this wonderful, you know, full shots of the exterior. They're just stunning. They're just gorgeous. Did you sort of look around for those around where you were shooting? Yeah, no, well, the location was was great, you know, and sometimes, sometimes things are great if you know how to frame them, you know. I mean, that place was great by itself. And if you frame them in a certain way, it's even more beautiful. But it was beautiful, you know. You know, it, it really helps as a DP when you have a director that, you know, knows, knows about, you know, aesthetics, knows what it will look good, knows, you know, that people, it, and it's a skill, you know, it's a skill. You have it or you don't have it. You know, there are directors that are visual and there are directors that will never be visual. Right. You know, they will never make a look, go, a look, look gorgeous because they, they don't have the skill. They have the actress skill or the, another skill, you know, which is valuable. But, you know, for DPs, it's so much easier when a director knows how to, you know, how, what will look good in a film than... Just, just because I need to put this in, um, just take two seconds to tell us what the movie is about. Oh, The Awakening. Yes, I know what it's about, but I just want okay. you to say it. The Awakening is, uh, is about um, uh, Rebecca Hall, who plays uh, a woman that is an expert on ghosts and on weird things happening, that is visited by another guy who is uh, Dominic West. Magnolti, and and um, he 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 says, oh, I need to, you know, I need Magnolti. you to come, to, I need you yeah. to come to the to my school, um, because in my school we're seeing ghosts, and so she goes back there, and then she try and bust it, trying to find the ghost, and you know, and then she finds something about herself. Ah, yeah, God forbid. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's a beautiful movie, um, and uh, I think really, really. Just professionally photographed. I mean, you know, just really exquisitely photographed. And um, you know, again, like genre-wise, you can say whatever, but when a movie looks that good, you can't take that away from it. So, <laughs> you know, um, it really does. It's really stunning, quite a stunning-looking picture. Thank you. Um, you have another movie coming out soon. Yeah, I have three movies coming out soon. Three movies coming out yeah. soon. You've been a busy guy. I've been busy guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the movies are taking a bit too long. <laughs> a combination, a combination. But yeah, I have, um, what do I have? I have, um, first will come Arthur Newman, I think. Yep. Arthur Newman is yep. uh, Colin Firth, again, and Emily Blunt uh, on a road trip uh, to live a better life. You know, basically they kind of forget their previous lives and they try to you know, find a new life. And in the meantime, they might fall in love or they might not fall in love. They might... Meet, uh, they might realize who they are. It's a it's a movie about it's about you know um, knowing you know, yourself about identity. It's a movie about identity. That's, that's Excellent. Yeah, and it's a it's Dante Riola's uh, first feature. Who you know Dante is a huge um, commercial director, mm -hmm. and it's um, it's probably coming out in in May 2013 in the states and. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun movie. It's a it's a totally different thing. It's it's more on the, the of what I've done. It's not as dark. It's not as. Uh, it's a little bit brighter. Yeah, a bit brighter. Yeah, <laughs> it's a road movie. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit of you know 
there's a bit of comedy there's a bit of you know drama in it it's 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 a cool road movie i like it excellent and then um, there is animals which is a movie yep. shot in spain um mm -hmm. that um, was premiering san sebastian this last uh, you know, edition and uh, it's a movie i really love it's a it's a coming of age story about a young boy that um he has a teddy bear a secret teddy bear that the teddy bear talks to him mm -hmm. and um, it's how he hides it from the world and how he tries to kill him kill the teddy bear so he can forget about it and go and, and become a teenager yeah and um, is it starring seth MacFarlane? No, no no it's not it's not okay. that one it's or not Mark Wahlberg. no 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 i don't no, think it's not, that no, one no, 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 no. Okay. it's like the because i'm pretty sure it sounds a little bit like <laughs> yeah it's a pity that you know they released it before and yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes it sound no but um it's kind of the this sounds like a drama yeah it's a bit more like the you know european version of that you know it's uh, but i am i really like it it's um it was directed by a very good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. It's also his first movie. Wow. But I, I, it's this. I think it's the two movies I feel more connected visually, of who I am and what I do, yeah. is our animals and a single shot. That's the, my last. And movie. a single shot. So let's yeah. because I'm trying to find yeah. something about this online and yeah, I'm, it's I can't difficult. find anything. Yeah. So, so it's a great title, you know. Yeah. Really. Well, I mean. Shot. I mean, the last time you did anything with the first two words being a single, it did yeah. very well for you. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I've been arguing about the title for a bit with the with the with the writer. Actually, we have a joke, and we have a. Actually, I've lost the. How is it when you, when you bet money on? Oh, you have a bet on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, he he won. He won. I, I said we were going to change it when we were shooting. Oh, you were like, this title's going to change. <laughs> this title's going to change. I guarantee you, it is not going to get released with this title. Somebody's going to change it, and it went all the way down the line. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's it. No, but yeah. the single shot is a, it's a, you know, it's a coins-like movie of a, young, you know, of a hunter played by Sam Rockwell. Amazing Sam Rockwell. Mm -hmm. and, um, he's kind of a man of a thousand faces. He he's amazing. Chameleon. He's unbelievable. He's an yeah. unbelievable actor, like... And a great guy to work with, and you know, just like really, really good. And um, so it's this guy who you know one day goes hunting, and you know he follows a deer, he shoots a deer, he misses a deer, he continues. This this is the first ten minutes of the movie, and then suddenly he kills a girl, a girl, a girl, yeah, and, and just. Not mistake, but it's all a mistake. Yeah. And then you know things start to unfold, and you know, and his family, his, um, uh, you know, is in is in danger. He is in danger, and it's a kind of a, you know, small town thriller. You know, very coin like. You know, with we like Macy, and Joe Wright, and you know, it's it's I really like it, and it's visually something very different of a bit dark as well. It's a bit yep. dark. A bit yeah. dark, yeah. yeah. In, in tone, you mean? <laughs> in tone and yeah, in color. Yeah, yeah but um, but no, very, very. You I, feel connected to this movie. You can see it. You can I, see. It. I, I, I really like this movie. Yes, I, I think it's a, it's a very powerful movie, and it's, you know, I, growing up as a filmmaker, I always wanted to do a very American film. You know, American a film that feels like, you know, one of those films from the Coen Brothers that it's like yeah. deep American. This is one of them. You know, this is. And I, I and I like it a lot. I like you know visually. I like it. You know, I think it's it's 
it's one of you know one of my favorite jobs you know of right so let's see we'll what, see how what's goes. next around the corner for you <coughs> i don't know i don't know i would like to do more movies you know i would like to to have here you know you always want more, you know, and, and I'm a filmmaker, you know, I shoot commercials a lot and I love doing commercials, I love doing music videos, I love doing dogs. I did this dog called No Place on Earth, like the reincarnations, like the re reenactments of it that is also very good, it's coming out like in April, I think. And um, and it's, you know, I, I like I like shooting all sorts, I like filmmaking, you know, but movies, it's, it's what gets me passionate, it's, I like. I, they get me fascinated by the story, by the characters. I, I like working on movies, you know, it's a beautiful feeling, you know. When you think you are creating something that it will last for a few years, you know, it's, and people will think, you know, will we'll talk about it, will like it, will reference it, will, you know. I'm here to do movies, you know, I want to do movies, that's what, you know. So, but it's difficult as well to find the movies that you like, the movies that you want to do, the movies that they want you to do, you know. They? They. You know, being like directors, producers, you know, you know, you know, you sometimes get offered something that you don't want to do. Sometimes you get offered, you don't get offered the movie that you want to do. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's a team effort, you know, and everyone needs to be in the same page to, to work, you know, so sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Edward Grau. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. A pleasure. You're a, a, a pleasure. true gentleman and uh, an inspiration. Thank you very much.